if you got a grizzly bear and you spot him and he's sort of checking you out, you want to make yourself real big, right? Because a grizzly bear is going to be less likely to attack something that's real big and scary. So you see a grizzly bear, the first thing you want to do, eye contact. Give it eye contact. Stare it down. Get big. Get big. Eye contact. Get big. He starts charging. You charge right back. Now, if that's a male bear, you drop to one knee. Bam! Paralyze her to the chode. That's going to that's gonna drop him. Right there. You get a paralyzer to the chode right in there. Bam! That's going to drop him. That was the great Hank Patterson talking about how he deals with grizzly bears. Let's see what this guy really is made of today. This is episode 58 of the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. We'll help you on your fly fishing journey with classic stories covering steelhead fishing, fly tying, and much more. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for stopping by the Fly Fishing Show. I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, a couple of our new patrons, uh, Chris and Randy. Booyah! Nice work on helping out with the show and supporting the show. Uh, if you want to head over to uh, Patreon, wetflyswing.com slash Patreon to get bonus content, including the new Steelhead book. In today's episode, I interview Hank Patterson, the self-proclaimed greatest fly fishing guide in the world. We talk about the menage a trois midge, the problems with nymphing, and the single greatest problem to mankind right now. We find out about being fly curious, what's funny enough, and his plans for the upcoming years. Don't miss this as both Hank and I go in and out of character in this truly unique show. Try to guess who's present, what's true, and what's BS. Before we jump into the show today, I wanted to see if you can fill out a quick survey. Go to wetflyswing.com survey2 to take the 30-second survey. Or you can just click into the show notes for this episode and click on the link at the top uh, to take this super short survey. I, I wanted to thank you for doing this. I announced this survey a while back, but made a little boo-boo. I uh, redirected to an older survey I had going. Um, so the info was helpful, but uh, it was not the current survey. So I appreciate it. If you can uh, take this one, it should take less than 30 seconds. There's just a few questions there. That'd be awesome. Again, go to wetflyswing.com slash survey2. That's uh, S-U-R-V... E-Y and the number two, or click on the link in the show notes for this episode at the top of the page. This will help me to understand um, better who's listening and help me serve uh, you and everyone out there better. Thanks again. So without further ado, here's Hank Patterson. How's it going, Hank? It's going really good. How are you doing? Good, good. This, yeah, I would imagine it's it's probably an exceptional honor for you to be talking to me today. So yeah, yeah a, congratulations. It it is and it isn't. Uh, I've heard you on some things, and it's pretty funny because I remember the first time I listened to you, um, I literally turned off the podcast because I was just like, "Who is this guy?" And it was just this kind of funny thing because when I picked up here, I picked up the podcast again, and it was the Orbis one, and I was about midway through, so I listened to the rest of it, but. Uh, I imagine you get some of that with people. Do you get a little bit of blowback from uh, some not only positive, but lots of negative stuff? Nobody I care about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, you, you get on. I, I don't read too many comments. There's people out there that certainly don't like me, and, and, and I can live with that, um, you know, just because uh, there's, there's 
you know, it's, it's subjective, right? And so if you watch anybody's videos, you know, there's, there's websites dedicated to how much people hate the Godfather and, you know, which is widely considered one of the greatest films of all time. And so I figure if there's millions of people that hate one of the greatest movies of all time, I can live with some people not liking me. There you go. There you go. Okay. And w maybe you could talk a little bit about how you got into to, uh, fly, ship, fly fishing because you are, I mean, are you still like the self-proclaimed greatest guide in the world? Is that kind of your, your little, uh, your stick, your stick? <laughs> that's, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't call it a shtick, but I, I, you know, Hey, it, it I, I got into fly fishing. Uh, it depends on which video you watch it. The story tends to change. Um, but I've been fly fishing probably for 20 some years. Uh, you know, I was sort of on a vision quest in the mountains. I found a bunch of fly fishing stuff had been abandoned. This guy abandoned his boots and his waders and his flies and his vest and everything right outside of his tent about two in the morning and I was pretty drunk so I grabbed all that stuff and I uh, went down to the river taught myself how to fly fish to a 32 count rhythm <laughs> and uh, it, it sort of took off from there you know and, and then uh, once I walked out of the mountains you know from my vision quest uh, I just realized oh my god I'm really really good at this and and I do it way different than anybody else is doing it and and it seemed like fly fishing uh, needed an update and a change. You know, people have been doing it the exact same for like, you know, a thousand years or something like that. And it seemed like, well, you know, a thousand years ago, people didn't have indoor plumbing. It's probably time to, uh, you know, reinvent fly fishing. And, and so that's what I set out to do. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I've seen some of those videos. It's funny you mentioned the story about, uh, I guess you would call that stealing. Is, is that kind of how you got started or would you call it something different? I would call it finding stuff abandoned outside of a guy's tent at two in the morning. Oh, okay, because it sounds a little like like what I used to do back when I was uh, hanging around the uh, the wrong guys back in high school, where we used to to run around to uh, different t uh, different coolers during the night in the campground and and kind of have at whatever we thought we felt we needed. Is that kind of right. the same sort of deal? Right. No. Well, you're talking about you hung out with the wrong guys, and like when I talk about it, I talk about like you hung out with me. <laughs> so. So do you think, I mean, what is the, what, what do you think is the, the, the best, um, kind of characteristic uh, of yourself or the, what's the best and the worst of you? Uh, the best of me is, is also the worst of me. I'm honest. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not going to pull punches. I'm not going to, you know, like sugarcoat anything. I, I'm going to be 100% honest. And, and sometimes that honesty is like, look, if I've got you out on the river and, you know, and I'm teaching you how to fish, sometimes I don't feel like it. And, and so I'm going to be pretty honest about that. It's like, oh man, you're, you're a pain. Yeah. I don't feel like, you know, really doing anything today. So I'll take a nap in the chair and, and sort of, you can, you know, kind of fend for yourself. Um, but I, I think honesty is something that's lacking, uh, in, in the world today and, and transparency. And, and I'm a very honest and transparent person. You just may not like to hear the truth. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I, yeah, that's kind of what I've, I found is that, uh, you know, you just pretty much put it out there, whether it's a, um, you know, a nine year old, uh, girl or, uh, you know, a, an old timer. I mean, have you, as far as the people you've taken out on the river, have you taken out a few or has it just been a couple of people over the years? Uh, you know, I, 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 I go out with way more people than I come back with. I've noticed, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people can't last that sort of thing, you know, because, they're just, again, they're not up for hearing uh, the reality of how bad they're casting or the reality of, 
you know, the fact that they should have brought their own lunch or something like that. I mean, when you go out fishing with me as your guide, I mean, reality is going to hit you in the face real fast. And if you can't uh, handle that, then you're probably going to leave early. Gotcha. And how, how early do you typically get started on a, when a, you pick up your guide or, or you pick up your client? How does that work? I'll usually have them get down to the river about, you know, 8, 830, and I'll, I'll swing in about 10. Okay. So they, uh, there's no reason that they can't get down there, you know, get a fire going if it's cold, get their boots and waders on, you know, pick a fly, get their gear ready. Uh, you know, if we're going to do a float, there's no reason they can't, you know, really get the boat in the water, that sort of thing. I mean, I'm not there to do all that, right? I'm there to teach them how to fly fish and, and how to do it properly. And, you know, any, any idiot can put on a pair of waders and boots. I don't need to be there to watch. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So what, maybe you can describe your, your YouTube channel. I guess you've got 17,000 people that follow you or something like that, or maybe it's 170,000, but how do you, yeah. how do you, uh, how do you, de- how would you describe that to somebody who's never watched it? Uh, I, I, well, I would just say start, start at the first video and, and then just, and then it goes as long as you, you feel like going, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, honestly, it's, it's, uh, if, if you like the first one, you're going to probably like the second one and, and on from there. So, uh, it's, it's not typical fly fishing videos you're going to watch there. Um, I, I don't know that you would compare it to any other fly fishing videos. And so if you're looking for something different and something fun and funny and, and, uh, you know, that doesn't take itself seriously in any way, shape or form, then you should go check it out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I showed, uh, it was pretty funny cause I was over at my uh, dad's place here, uh, this week and I showed him one of your videos. I was trying to explain uh, who you were and everything. And I showed it to him and, you you should have seen the look on his face. He's about eighty, I think. He's pretty yeah. he's right around that rate, and he he pretty much couldn't figure out what was going on. And yeah. uh, and I tried to explain how how great it was, but he didn't get it. Do you find that, <laughs> that older older people don't quite get it, or, or what's the deal? No, you know it's funny. Is is uh, I think the my the thing I'm most proud of with the videos, in all honesty, is the fact that I'll go and do live shows. And, uh, you know, like showing videos or, you know, F3T screenings or, or, you know, Orvis has me come out and speak at things or Trout Unlimited groups around the country have me come out and speak. And, and honestly, the number of guys or women um, that are 60, 70 years old uh, getting their picture taken with me is, is equal to... <laughs> like high school guys, you know? Okay. And so it, it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, it, 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 you know, it, 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 at face value, I think it attracts a younger audience, um, that is, you know, just got a different kind of sense of humor and, and, and stuff like that. But honestly, you know, I'm, I'm always surprised at, at the older guys, you know, that, that really do get it and that really do enjoy it. You know, there's nothing better than doing a live show where people are there that have no idea who I am. And so I always start my shows with who, who here knows who I am and, you know, and people raise their hand. And then I say, OK, even better. Who who here has no idea who I am? And then people will raise their hand. And I'm like, all right, because I'm going to keep an eye on you people because, yeah. you you know, a lot of you may be heading for the exits. That's right. Uh, and, and, and it's fun to watch like an older guy, you know, or, or uh, you know, a, a woman, you know, watch and, and suddenly there's a smile on their face. They suddenly get it and they're like, oh my God, this is not what I expected to uh, see at a uh, Trout Unlimited banquet. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's the first 
So basically, the first impression isn't always the the best takeaway from, from watching your stuff. No, you know, early on, I did a show for a, uh, a conservation group in in Boise, Idaho, uh, which is where I live. Um, and I it was early on, and I hadn't done a lot of live shows, and I, I went to the show just assuming people knew who I was. Uh, because I've got an ego that, you know, dictates that I just assume everybody knows who I am. And so the beginning of the show, uh, I came out and the guy that introduced me didn't do a good job. And so I was yelling at him quite a bit and, uh, you know, tore him down and sort of, you know, ripped into him there on stage. And uh, it got really quiet and super uncomfortable. <laughs> and I suddenly realized nobody in this room <laughs> has a clue who I am. Wow. And so the first about 10 minutes was a room of, you know, mostly honestly, like, you know, 60 to 70 year old guys that really hated me. Um, about the time that I talked about how to survive a grizzly bear attack yep. and grabbing a cub, uh, they suddenly came around and, <laughs> and they, they were clued. They were like, Oh, okay. I get, I get it. I get it. This guy's That's just awesome. a little bit different. It, it, you know, he's, he's not really that big a jerk. I love that. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, if I can get the skills to put that together, I'll put in a couple of clips of your, uh, some of your, your, your grizzly, because that is a pretty yes. funny, uh, hitting the, uh, the bear and the, the chode, right? Is the start of that. Paralyzer to the chode. Paralyzer yeah. to the chode. Cool. If you got a grizzly bear and you spot him and he's sort of checking you out, you want to make yourself real big, right? Because a grizzly bear is going to be less likely to attack something that's real big and scary. So you see a grizzly bear, the first thing you want to do, eye contact. Give it eye contact, stare it down, get big, get big. Eye contact, get big. He starts charging, you charge right back. Now, if that's a male bear, you drop to one knee, bam, paralyzer to the chode. That's gonna, that's gonna drop him right there. You get a paralyzer to the chode right in there, bam, that's gonna drop him. Now, mama bear, she's got cubs, right? What do you do? Grab a cub, grab a cub. That's the first thing you wanna do. If you run into a grizzly bear mama with her cubs in the wild, the first thing you do, you run over and you grab a cub, all right? You pick that thing up and you've got that cub, all right? Because she's not going to attack a cub. She's not going to attack you when she's got, you got her cub, okay? She's afraid for the cub, all right? She doesn't want to hurt the cub. So she's going to back off. And then what do you get? You're going to lightly, you're going to set that cub down. So you mentioned conservation, and that's an interesting topic because when I think of uh, you, you know, it seems to me like you maybe wouldn't be a conservationist. Can you talk about, you know, what your background is there and, and what you're, I mean, are you also an environmentalist? Uh, yeah, I would say I, I lean in that direction uh, for sure. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, the way I put it in, in a video once was, you know, I, th I think of the world as a, a giant, like, or, or the life experience as a, as a long camping trip and, I think we should all leave the campgrounds uh, having made it better than when we got there. Pack, pack out what you pack in sort of a, a concept and, um, you know, making these videos and fly fishing, it, you know, I mean, the resources, the rivers uh, are, are something that, you know, I want people 200 years, 300 years, however, 100 years from now to be able to have the same experiences uh, that I do. You know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, regardless of what some of my fans may or may not believe, I don't know. I, I think global warming is the single greatest uh, a problem that mankind is facing right now. And, and uh, I think we need to do something about it. And uh, uh, for me, it's mostly because I live in a time uh, and in a place that I'm, I'm incredibly 
blessed to live right now. I mean, the temperature of the world right now is pretty good. Uh, the resources and the rivers are, are pretty amazing. Uh, the technology that I get to live with is pretty amazing. And uh, wouldn't I be a douche if I, uh, <laughs> if I didn't want to uh, pass that on to the next generation? Yeah. Okay. So, so you're on the, the positive side of conservation. That, that makes, I guess that makes more sense then. What do you think is, when you think about, I get these questions, well, I guess let's start with the 100, 200 years thing. If you think of yourself when somebody in 100 or 200 years looks back on the, the body of work that you've put together, what, what would you like to, uh, you know, them remember you for? Oh, I'd like, I'd like them to just remember me as being funny. Honestly, I mean, I, you know, I make videos to give people a, a, a break and and, uh, you know, to give them something to laugh at and, and something to enjoy. And, uh, you know, comedy is a tough thing because it doesn't always uh, last. You know, I mean, you can watch old television shows that really aren't that funny anymore. You know, comedy sort of changes and, and evolves. Uh, but there's some stuff that that I would say that does sort of carry forward. I always think of the Barney Five character from uh, the Andy Griffith show, and that was a long time ago. And that is still one of the single greatest characters ever uh, created for film or television, in, in my opinion. <laughs> and and so I would hope that you know maybe uh, you know some of some of the funny things that I do and some of the comedy and 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 my character. Uh, I hope that you know that that's something that can that can last. It may not, but you know, if somebody looked back in a couple hundred years, ran across my, my videos, I, I would hope that they would think, uh, that, uh, Oh, those are pretty funny and fun to watch. You, I was going to talk about the, uh, you mentioned the comedy and that's something it, it is a struggle. It's, it's not easy to be funny. And I've noted this at least one time on a past episode of myself that it seems like when I get in with my buddies, um, some Davisms they call them and things like that just come out and maybe that has to do with you know a little bit of alcohol consumption and stuff but mm -hmm. it seems like I struggle with that sometimes of my more of my you know persona online um, what sort of tip might you give to somebody to let you know that other side of them maybe their more natural side that they're like when they're around their friends to come out I, I just try not to think about it you know, I mean, it's just like, you, you just don't think about it. Just be natural, be yourself, be who you are. I mean, some people are funny. Some people aren't. Some people are, you know, say super smart stuff. And uh, some people say stupid things. Uh, you know, honestly, it's, it's, it's uh, when we're out like shooting these videos, they're scripted and they're planned. You know, I don't, I don't we don't just go out and, and just turn on a camera. Well, okay, let, let me back up. Sometimes we just go out and turn on a camera. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it really is thought through to to an extent. Um, and then and then we build on that. So I'm a person that, you know, you can turn on the camera and I'll just be like, you know what, I, I'm just going to talk about, um, you know, holiday sales and getting 20% off a of fly rod. And I kind of know where that's going and, and unscripted, I can just start talking to a camera or I can have a scene or a situation with somebody that I'm taking fishing and, and, uh, I'll be like, okay, so in, in, in this scene, I'm just going to be talking about how much I hate Lewis and Clark. And, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of history of Lewis and Clark and, and, and you just react to me, whatever's natural. Don't think about it. And by God, please don't try to be funny. Yeah. Um, and so when people are just naturally themselves, uh, it, it just, it's, 
it makes it more funny. And when people start trying, when you're trying to do something, when you're trying to be funny, yeah. either are or you aren't. It's yeah. like if I tried to be really smart right now and talk about math, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I would fail miserably um, because I'm, I'm not. And so I think that's a thing, you know, we, we've had situations where we're out shooting with people and I've been like, look, you just try, don't try to be funny. And then they try to be funny and then we can't use any of the material because yep. they're not. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, and I was thinking of, um, I can't remember which video it was called. Maybe, oh, I think it was the bait, the bait one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The three bait guys. And, and those guys were, I guess, would you say they were trying to just be normal or trying to be funny or what, what would you say about Well, them? they're, they're actors. And so okay. we don't always work with actors. Gotcha. And so they, they were prop. they were, yeah, I mean, they, it was scripted. I yep. mean, it was, they said, I wrote all, everything they said I wrote. I gotcha. And so, but they can deliver it and they can deliver it well. That, I mean, by far the most popular video I've ever done is, are those. Oh, right. The teaching the bait fisher. And it's not even close. No kidding. That's your, that's your, those are your biggest ones. By millions of views. Lesson number one, catch and release. Now in fly fishing, what we typically do is we catch the fish and then we release the fish. Any questions so far? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I know it's a tough thing to sort of wrap your mind around, Aaron, but let me explain it like this. We catch the fish, and then we let the fish go. Into a cooler? No, 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 uh -uh, no, back into the water. On a stringer? No, no, it's like this. You catch the fish, right, and then you carefully remove the fly from the fish's mouth, get a quick picture of yourself with it, and then you let the fish go back into the river. Well, then how the hell you eat them? We don't eat them. You don't eat them. You just, you let them go. Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Well, so that, you know, you can come back maybe the next day and catch the fish again, or maybe you come back next week and catch the fish again, or that maybe gives somebody else a chance to come back and catch that fish. So you catch the same fish over and over again? Yeah. So you're just into torturing fish? Is that it? No. God, no. You feel like a big man torturing fish? No, it's not about torturing fish. It's about letting the fish live. Right? So it can have a nice, healthy, happy life and get bigger. Oh, fattening them up. Oh, you keep them when they're big and fat. It's better eating. No, we don't even keep them when they're big. Why the hell would you catch a fish and not keep it? Because fly fishing is all about getting out here and enjoying yourself. All right? It's about the nature and surrounding yourself, and it calms the nerves, Kevin. You know what calms my nerves? Barbecue and fish. Smashing a fish on a rock. Eating eyeballs. Oh, you know, what's funny is that uh, when I put that video out, I thought the funniest part of it was the beginning of it. I talk about being fly curious. Yeah, that is it's funny. Like, you guys all? And I thought that was funny. I thought I yep. should make fly curious T-shirts. Uh, I never did because, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't. Sort of get things started here. Why don't we kick it around the group and talk a little bit about why you choose to be here today. Darren, we'll start with you. I didn't choose it. My wife made me be here. I'd rather be up on the lake trolling. All right. Great. Kevin? Uh, I don't know. I guess you could say I've always been a little fly curious. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm fly curious, too. Yeah, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that. All right, Aaron? I think we're all a little bit fly curious. I'm not. Look, here's the thing. We all started out as bait fishermen. I mean, when I was little, my dad used to take me out all the time. He was a master bait fisherman. When I turned 13, we went down there. We were fishing a little bit, and I look out in the river, and there's this gal. She's out there fly fishing. And, uh, you know, I started to get a little fly curious. 
right? My dad said, hey, no son of mine is going to be a fly fisher, all right? And that night I went home and I told my mom, I said, hey, you know, mom, I, I think I'm a little bit fly curious. And she said, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't tell your father. But, um, but I thought that was going to be like the big thing, but it was the catch and release argument that took off and people like, I mean, I would see it everywhere. And I think that it does, it crosses over from fly fishing into, um, in, into any other kind of fishing. Right. And so yeah. that by surprise, I mean, you asked me like, how do you know something's going to be good or not? And, and the answer of course is I don't, I mean, I can, if I think it's funny, uh, you know, I think it's probably going to be good, but like that took me by surprise. I had no idea that talking about catch and release, I yeah. thought it'd be funny, but I didn't realize it would equate to the most popular thing I ever made. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I totally understand why though, because I have friends that aren't fly fishermen and you get those questions like, yeah, the same, but just what you guys covered, like why you really released the fish? That's kind of weird. What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Exactly. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a good question. It's a solid question. Well, I think that's also why it gets asked all the time because in a way you kind of step back from it and you're like, yeah, no shit. Why 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 are we doing this? Exactly. Huh. Well, I got a I got a couple of questions. Well, I guess one more um, you know, as far as uh, you know, Hank Patterson. I mean, what what is the sure. hardest what is the hardest thing about being Hank Patterson? Oh boy, you know, I mean, it's pretty good. It, it's not a tough gig uh to be hank patterson to be honest with you i mean uh, what i i, I got to go around and fish with a ton of people and go on trips that you know i wouldn't otherwise get to go on if the videos weren't popular and and uh so it's pretty good i, I you know i mean you brought up earlier people that don't like me every now and then you know i might be having you know a bad day and and i get notifications when people comment on my stuff and and uh, i'll have people really hate me and sort of attack what I'm doing. And mm -hmm. I, I don't respond to that. And I don't respond to it because it's just throwing fuel yeah. on a fire. That's, you know, I, I don't know what rating this podcast is. You can believe yeah. this, but I always tell people, it's like, you can't, you can't have a good conversation that starts with fuck you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I feel like that's where a lot of those sort of people come from. Yeah. And, and as much as I don't want to give that weight, you know, every now and then, you know, I had some guy, you know, on the, there's the, <laughs> one of my favorite videos is, is where I'm teaching the little girl how to nymph fish. Yep. And, uh, you know, I had a guy like recently go on some rant about how I shouldn't be talking like that in front of a little girl and all this <laughs> other stuff. And, and, and was very upset with me. And, and I, and all I could think was, you know, there's, there's, you can turn it off. You don't have to watch it. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know the difference between fishing with a nymph and fishing with bait? No. Nothing. It's the same thing. Exact same garbage. It's poor parenting, really. Force your kid to sit out here and fish with a nymph. And hey, look, this between us, all right? This is what we call inner circle between you and me. Don't go telling your dad that I said this, all right? Just keep it between us. Don't go blabbing it. But hey, here's the reality. Your dad is a bad fly. For, the, the man can't fish. He's an even worse role model to you. You like beer? The Real Adventures of Fly Fishing Expert, Hank Patterson. Your fly fishing guide.
Hi, I'm Hank Patterson, role model and world-renowned fly fishing expert and guide. Today we're going to be exploring the dark, seedy, murky, cloudy, disgusting underwater world of fishing with nymphs, also known as nymphing, or getting down and dirty, or as I like to call it, the exact opposite of why we all got into fly fishing in the first place. Now, for those of you that are new to fly fishing, nymphing can best be described as exactly like fishing with worms. I mean, I, 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 my, I don't expect everybody to like what I do because some, because it's a subjective thing. You know, comedy is very subjective. Um, so I don't expect people to like what I do. And I don't care if somebody says, oh man, I, I don't like that guy. I don't think he's funny. I think he's obnoxious. I think he's annoying. I, I, I think that's all fair to say about me if, if yeah. you don't like my stuff. Now for you to say, that guy is obnoxious. I hate him. It's bad. It's not good. Is like, well, that it's just your opinion. And it's, and you're sort of not only, you know, tearing, tearing me down just for, you know, trying to have fun. Uh, but also the people that like it, you know, it's like, none of us like to hear somebody. It's like, oh man, my favorite television show is, you know, Kung Fu Panda. And then some guys like, you know, treat you like you're an idiot for liking Kung Fu Panda. It, it's so that sort of stuff sort of annoys me. Um, the, when people are like that and, and it can, I'll, I'll admit it, you know, it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything that, that hurts anybody. So, you know, I, I just don't, I don't get the anger that comes from some people or no, I made, a, I made, a, made yeah. a, an Orbis video one time and I had this guy, write. I'm not kidding. It was like three paragraphs about how he was taking all of his Orbis stuff back and he was never going to shop Orbis gear again. And how could they possibly, you know, like have anything to do with me and and how i'm single-handedly ruining the sport of fly fishing and yeah. it's just and it's just like it's crazy dude like wow i mean yeah. just turn don't watch it turn it off and you know so yeah. anyway no no i hear you can, i hear um, you. the um you mentioned the uh, the the little girl video, and that was funny because that was actually the one I showed my dad, and he he uh, <laughs> he actually totally didn't. Well, he he got it, but he he didn't. You know, it wasn't like his favorite thing, and but he wasn't. Yeah, he didn't go crazy on it. He understood what you were doing. It just have wasn't. Seen, yeah. Have you seen the uh, 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 Peyton Manning teaching kids how to play football on Saturday Night Live? Yes. Sketch? Yes. It's brilliant. And and I always think of it like when people hate it because I'm like, wait, Pate Manning did a similar. His was actually much more over the top, I think. But yeah. um, but it, it that's the only thing I can compare it to. And I thought that sketch was genius. And so um, but anyway, but yeah, I, and people aren't going to get it and, and they're not going to like it. I think that and, and I again, I think that's fair. What I don't like is people deciding that their opinion of something is is what it is it's other is anything more than their opinion like you know like you know you can say that you you know hate i don't know why i'm talking about kung fu panda but <laughs> i've never seen kung fu panda in my life uh but you know what i mean you can say i don't like kung fu panda it's when people start saying kung fu panda is bad right that i just sort of go well i mean you know a million other people seem to really like it so. yeah yeah you know i hear you and, and we've mentioned a couple of the videos here and I've watched some of them, but I'll, I'll provide links at uh, wetflyswing.com slash 58. 
I'll have I'll have some show notes there for you. I wanted to get in you because you uh, you touched on um, you know by the way the explicit thing is, is totally fine here. I just put a little e on the end of it, and I've had uh, I think I've done now fifty eight episodes, and I think out of them five have been explicit. So I, I, I tend to, even though I know that by putting the explicit, it takes me out of uh, 200 million people, the potential, to, because there's countries around the world that actually uh, ban your show if it has any explicit language in it. Oh, uh, well. At least, yeah. So, but I'm totally good with it because... I, I believe all mine in video, Oh, you do? So, I do. Okay, well, maybe I should, yeah. because I had that conversation with... bleep it out. Well, yeah. and, that, and that was the conversation I had with April Vokey, is that we were like, well, you kind of want to hear the people, you know, the way they really talk. Yeah, uh, you, you do. Um, uh, you know, I, I, we bleep it out on all the Hank videos when when we swear. The the most egregious being the uh, uh, Yellowstone video. So it's no wonder that 178,000 people will perish in Yellowstone this year, which is exactly why I've developed Hank Patterson's six simple steps to surviving Yellowstone National Park. Step one: uh, stay the f- away from bison. Step two. When it comes to grizzly bears, you're going to want to stay the f*** away. Step three, if you see an elk, stay the f*** away from it. Step four, wolves. Now, that's a whole different program. If you run into wolves, you want to kind of really be quiet when you stay the f*** away. Step five, have you ever had your arm, like, ripped off of your body and then, you know, eaten, like, right in front of your face by a moose? Uh, You're going to, unless you stay the f*** away from moose. Step six, if you see a geyser, don't put your face in it. Step seven. Do you know the difference between looking at grizzly bear cubs from inside your car and from outside your car? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Stay the f*** inside your car. And you're also, you're going to want to stay on marked trails, uh, take water, be hydrated, only hike with friends, and uh, take bear spray. If you're one of the more than 200 million people that will visit Yellowstone this year, remember to take the time to enjoy the beauty and wild, majestic splendor that Yellowstone National Park has to offer. But more than that, Remember, stay the f*** away from wild animals. I think bleeps are funny. And, and, you know, and honestly, I get a lot of people that say, oh, man, we, we watch, I watch your videos with my, my son. And, yeah, know. you know, and I think, oh, are you fucking kidding me? No, um, I think, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we bleep it out. And yeah. so if you bleeped it out on this, it would be right in, in line with what, uh, okay. what a Hank episode would, would sound like as okay. well. Well, maybe I'll, I'll rethink my, uh, my thinking there, but, uh, I did want to check on because you mentioned, um, I was just got me thinking Ellie Adler, who's going to be on, he's uh, the producer of the Drake cast. And, mm-hmm. and we got into a conversation about, uh, Euro nymphing. Uh, and not not exactly Euronymphing, but more the USA uh, fly fishing team. Um, what is your take? Have you ever had any connection to that? Do you have a take on? And maybe this is more from what Hank might say about the the USA fly fishing team, like benefits, good, uh, or, good or bad. You know, uh, uh, Pete Erickson, uh, who I believe is still a part of it, and I don't follow it. I'll be honest; I don't. I don't know a lot about USA fly fishing. I, I have a, a USA fly fishing uh, shirt and hat, uh, mm. and, and it's a super nice uh, pullover, actually, that, nice. that those guys gave me, and, and super good dudes. And uh, Pete used to be on the team, and now he's like part of the. I, I, I don't know what the hell. I don't know how it all works. I'll be honest, but yep. Uh, and he's a, he's a good friend and, and a good guy. Um, I don't have a lot of a take on it cause I don't, I mean, I just honestly don't follow it. I, yeah. I don't know much about it. I know they go and have competitions. The first time I ever heard about Euro nymphing was connected to Pete, uh, Reese, uh, my buddy who, who used to be in the videos. Um, 
took a Euro nymphing class uh, from from Pete, and and I was like, who, who the hell's Pete? And he's like, oh, he's he's you know he teaches uh, at East Junior High in, in Boise, Idaho, and he's also a, a guide and and part of the USA Fly Fishing Team, and uh, and and you know, and so I would uh, make fun of Reese for having taken that class, and and the idea of Euro nymphing uh, just seemed too easy to make fun of, <laughs> uh, so I did, uh, but. <laughs> That being said, I, I, I also was very intrigued by Euro nymphing. I'm like, okay, what's what's this all about? And her, you know, and then all the tricks that they would use, they like take their leader and wrap it around a pencil because you're not allowed to use a bobber. So then they would just watch that squiggly that oh, wow. wrapping that around a pencil would create. And so that became like sort of their strike indicator. Um but no, I, I don't know, you know, Team USA and stuff like that. I think that uh, you know, as long as they're they're having fun and they're respecting the resource and and uh and stuff like that i don't i don't have a problem yeah, with cool. it and if they use it to sort of teach more people to fly fish and to respect the sport and to respect the yeah. the, the rivers and stuff like that then then i'm all for it um you know now if they start showing up all you know decked out in the shirts with like 50 patches on it i mean like you know some sort of a nascar race uh, I, I mean i i may have a fashion problem with it but yeah. i still probably don't care much no, it's uh, it's cool, and I, I only asked that because um, I did have st such a strong response from you know somebody who's definitely been around and uh, you know produces another podcast, and uh, but yeah, I just want to check with well, you on that. Well, what was that response? Well, and I just found it, it was actually episode. So I do these episodes. I, I think people, some people realize that, but I, I schedule out sometimes a month or two in advance. So I've already actually I'm talking to my past or my future self. I'm not even sure, mm, but mm. but it uh, it's been completed. It's episode fifty four. So right now. You can just go to wetflyswing.com slash 54 and, and listen to the episode. And I lead with with uh, what he talked about there because it was so powerful. He basically said in a nutshell that, you know, he thought it was kind of a bastardization of fly fishing because of oh. the competitive. Yeah, it was like it's really powerful. You know, he had a very strong thing. And, and I brought up the point in the interview that, like, you know, we got to kind of build. It's like the politics. If you can't work together uh, on things, then we're kind of like where we are right now with politics. So, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. well, it goes back to the you can't start a good conversation with with a few and, and, and you can't, you know, I mean, it's like if, if you're not willing to see the other side of it, you know, and, and other people's points of view. And and look, I, I'm not the fun police. You know, you know what I mean? And and because I decide that fly fishing means this to me and this is how it should be done. And this is, you know, I, I, I don't get the. Uh, luxury of deciding that everybody should go about it exactly how I do. As long as, again, it's not destroying, you know, the resource and it's not, you know, basically that. I mean, you know, I mean, if, again, if they're, if they're doing it ethically, then I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, people can go out and bet money on it for all, for all I care. I, I, it's not for me. I mean, I'm not a competitive, I, first of all, I would lose, uh, but you know, I wouldn't do well in a competition like that. And I don't have any money to bet. So, so that, that would go South on me. Um, but just because it's not for me, as long as it, it doesn't, it doesn't impede on my life. And, and as long as they're not destroying rivers and things like, and, and, you know, killing a bunch of fish, uh, for no good reason. Uh, I, I don't, you know, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the police of, of that. It, it's sort of like I get in that conversation about like, I got a comment one, one time I was uh, doing a, an, an event near a, a river in Idaho and, and, uh, and a guy emailed me about it because he was 
a sh- you know, he, he had convinced himself that because I was speaking uh, at a show the night before um, and was telling people to come and we're going to fish opening day, he was he was convinced that I was going to ruin the river and people were going to fly in from all over the <laughs> world. He, he had a much larger, you know, uh, he, he thought Hank was a much bigger draw, you know, than than it actually is. And um, and it, but what it made me think was it's like, you know, we're all he was very upset that we would be going fishing on what he c- continuously called my river. <laughs> I mean, you guys are going to come to my river and wow. you're going to do this, to my river and yeah. my river, this, my river, that. And I yeah. thought to myself, first of all, I, you know, I, I, I'm looking at this guy messaged me on Facebook and I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 20 years older than this guy. And, and so his, his river, I was fishing before he was born. Um, and, <laughs> and I just sort of thought about, you know, the thing that is tough is that people have the right, everybody has the right to go and fish public waters, you know, and it's, you know, if I'm from Idaho, that doesn't give me some special right over somebody from Montana coming and fishing public water in Idaho as, as long as they, they do it right. And, you know, so I, I'm always a person that is like, you know, it's not about keeping people out or policing how people do things. It's just about like, uh, if you educate people on, on how to, you know, uh, treat each other and, and, and if you're a good person and you're an honest person, you're a transparent person. Uh, and, and again, I just keep harping about respecting the resource and, and, and meaning the rivers and the fish and, and everything that surrounds rivers and fish. Uh, you know, it's like people have the right to go do that. And so instead of trying to keep people from doing things, uh, maybe, you know, a little bit more attention in, um, just how, how to be better human beings, uh, would, would maybe, uh, sort of work towards a better end goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fly fishing kind of has had that stigma over the years as being, you know, the whole elitist thing and, and all that. (laughs) I think, I think maybe that, maybe that, I mean, that's basically what you play on a lot of your, on some of your videos, but I mean, do you feel like that's, that's gone away a little bit now, or it's a little bit more of a come all kind of community sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, I, I, I think more and more people, you know, are, are open to the idea of anybody fishing. I mean, there's huge movements and getting more women into fishing and, and younger people into fishing. And some of that's probably driven by, you know, the commercial side of it. Uh, you know, people that, you know, uh, fly fishing companies certainly need, you know, larger demographics to, to do well. Um, and I, but I think that they're all doing it, you know, um, not only because of, you know, that they depend on the commercial success of fly fishing, you know, continuing to grow or, or, or at least not shrink. Um, but I think they also do care about, you know, like protecting, you know, rivers and they're environmentally conscious and stuff like that because they recognize, well, if all that goes away, we also, you know, I mean, our company can't survive without fish and rivers, um, and our company can't survive without uh, clientele. And so, you know, it's like, how do you grow your clientele, and and how do you also at the same time, you know, protect the rivers? Um, and a lot of people, you know, I, I'm the same. Look, I go to rivers around here, and Boise, Idaho, is one of the fastest growing cities in the United States, and nowhere do I feel that more than on rivers that are close by. Uh, you know, but again, so you go up to rivers that you go, oh man, wow, holy moly, every, there's a car on every single corner. It's a bummer. Uh, but at the same time I go, well, you know, I mean, if, 
I don't have, they have the right to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, me treating them poorly or saying, ah, oh, man, you know, I've been coming up here for you know 25 years and now here you come and blah, blah. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's that guy's first time there. He still has the right to go there and, and fish. And the way that I react to that and the way that I treat that person um, is probably a direct reflection on the type of uh, angler uh, that person is going to become. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking it's, you know, I've done a lot of steelhead fishing. We've talked about it, but that, that sort of mentality, um, you see that sometimes too, like trying to keep people out of your hole and run and yeah, <laughs> it, it kind of breeds, uh, probably not always the best day on the river. So, um, um, have you ever had, um, you know, as far as doing your video and you mostly do videos out there and you ever had one where you just did and you pretty much threw the whole thing out? Yep. Bass fishing. I did an entire bass fishing episode, uh, cut, ready to go, out the door, and I, I hated it. Uh, it just wasn't very funny uh, to me. You know, I showed it to a couple of people, and they were like, oh, that's pretty funny. You should put it out. Um, and, and I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't put yeah. it out. Um, I, you know. So you just knew you had that feeling. It just it just wasn't funny enough. It was the jokes were stupid, and it was just not very funny. And, and so – you know, I just made the decision. It's sort of like if, if you're, uh, you know, if you're Sims and if you made a pair of waders that really weren't very good, uh, you, you wouldn't put them, they would never put them out. No. And that's, that's their business, you know, or, or, you know, if, uh, you know, Orvis made a bad fly rod, they, they wouldn't release it because that is their entire business. And so the videos, I look at it and go, you know, certainly some are funnier than others and, and some are more produced and some are just like me with a phone. And, and, and so it's not that, but it's like, but if I look at it and I go, man, that's just not, I mean, that's a complete waste of somebody's time. It's not funny. It's not that entertaining. Uh, then I, then I really don't want to put it out because I feel like it, it just hurts the whole thing. Yep. Um, you know, so, and, yeah. and so a lot of people are like, man, why don't you put out more videos and the reality to that is, uh, it's just, it, it, it takes a lot to make one. I know they don't look like it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it just looks like somebody turned on a camera and I <laughs> ranted and some of them are, don't get me wrong, but, um, but it does take a lot. I, I, I like to make sure that I'm going to go out and shoot something and make something that, that, you know, it doesn't, you know, have to win an Oscar or anything, but it, as long as it's funny and entertaining, um, then I feel good about it. And if I don't have the time to make sure that it's going to be both of those things then I, you know, then I just wait and it's like, I'll make one in a couple of months when I have more time. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. On, um, I guess more of a serious note, you know, I've been thinking as I watched the videos, I heard the story about, you know, your, your old sidekick Reese and, um, you know, how he, uh, passed away from cancer and things like that. Do you, you know, that whole process, um, you know, maybe you talk a little bit about like how the show changed without him and how that whole thing, you know, how, how, how that, how you dealt with all that, because I guess, I, I guess he was a pretty close friend. Yeah. So he's one of, one of my best friends, uh, from high school. And, and, uh, so I knew Reese for, for a really long time and, uh, definitely, you know, my number one fishing buddy. Um, and that's something that, I, I, that's a much more difficult thing to replace than somebody being in videos. Um, you know, I, I fished a lot alone when I first got into to fly fishing. I'm, I'm not a terribly social person. Uh, I've become more social going and doing 
fly fishing shows and stuff like that. And, and, and the reason is because I meet like-minded people that enjoy, you know, I mean, fly fishing, you know, and again, regardless of any views on anything else in the world, politics, this, that religion, it, it doesn't matter if you, if you both like fly fishing, there's some common ground. Um, but I'm not a terribly social person. And, and so I fished a lot alone and then, and Reese got into fly fishing and we'd known each other since high school. And so we started fishing more and more together and he was working for uh, loon, mm. uh, at the time. And so he could, he could give me free floatant. And so he became a really, really good friend. Uh, but you know, uh, so when we started making the videos, um, and, and really we meant to make one, we didn't, it wasn't, there was no plan to make multiple videos. We were just trying to win a contest with the Drake magazine. They were doing a video thing about humor and, and we, and we won. Um, but anyway, so we, we made that one and then, uh, kept it going based on people were watching and sponsor type people, you know, were sending us free stuff and we're like, well, we should keep it going. Cause I just got an $800, you know, Scott fly rod. We should probably make another one, try to get some waiters. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so it, it, and it took off and we went and did some stuff and, and it wasn't too, you know, when he had cancer, when we started, Oh, uh, we just thought it was in remission. Oh, I see. Um, and uh, unfortunately he had melanoma and, uh, it had just gotten into his system. Yeah. And so uh, he, he kind of, kept some of that from me for a while. I think that he was concerned about how I would handle it. Um, I'm not a guy that you want around in an emergency. I'm like, Oh my God, panic. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, there's a bee. Oh shit. You know? <laughs> um, so, uh, but anyway, so, so, uh, you know, once, once, you know, it, it, he finally, you know, sort of told me, it's like, here's, here's the situation. You know, the doctor basically told him, you should probably quit your job and go to Hawaii. Wow. And that's not a good thing to hear. Um, but, um, you know, when he, when he got sick, uh, at, to the point where he clearly couldn't, you know, continue to make the videos. I mean, the conversation that we had was, was, well, I could continue to make them. Um, but, you know, you can't just suddenly have a new client. I mean, you can't try to replace that because it, which it, was it, just the silent character. Uh, right. Yeah. The, <laughs> the sort of pen and teller sort of thing. And, yeah. and uh, you know, so the process to get, you know, was, it was tough because at one point I had to go out and shoot something that he wasn't able to be in. Hmm. And, and so the first thing that we did, I did was I went and I made uh, a feature length thing. It's like an hour and a half long film called, uh, uh, Hank Patterson's real Montana adventure. And the reason I did that was recently talked about it and he came up with jokes and, and ideas for it. And he just was too sick to go do, do the trip. Hmm. Uh, but we had met some people and, and he was like, he thought that was a, a really cool idea to go do that. And, and and it was different. It wasn't an episode. It didn't rely on a, you know, a client. And it was just a, you know, it was a different thing to do with the Hank character. And and so I, I went and did that and, and, uh, you know, and, and then came back. And then when it came time to say, well, are we going to do episodes like the shorter video stuff? And that first one was the one with the little girl, oh. uh, the nymph fishing yeah. one. And my, you know, and that was all by design and the design being that, you know, clearly, 
uh, Cassidy is her name. We, we were not replacing Reese with Cassidy. This was just another person that Hank had, had taken out fishing. And it's a little girl. And it's it's so far removed from just taking another guy or even an adult, you know, woman fishing. It, it just seemed like the right thing. And um, but it, it was it was really tough. Reese uh, came up with a lot of the jokes and, and Reese knew a lot about fly fishing. And so the brainstorming about what the episodes would be or the, you know, sort of off the cuff jokes that we would come up with. I mean, a lot of that, you know, in the first episode, you know, I go through all the flies, you know, the Betty White nymph and the, yep. you know, the purple mountain damsel majesty. <laughs> and that was just literally him standing off camera, me being on camera. And I would come up with two and he would shout two of them to me. And I would say the two that he had. The, uh, we, the, the menage, he, the menage midge. Yeah. Was that a different? Yeah. He, Hey, he was against that joke. No kidding. <laughs> Reese, was was super, Reese was also like uh, a pretty uh, conservative guy. And so when um, I told him I wanted to do the menage a midge and the morgy, yeah. <laughs> I think he was really on the fence with that joke. Now, after the joke went over really well, he, yeah. he, he got on board, but, yeah. um, I'll tell you what they were hitting on in here yesterday, little midges and like a mating midge. So what you got, you got like a midge and then like tied on the same hook, you got another midge call that a mating midge like they're making love two midges making love right if that's not working you go a third midge so you got a midge making love to a midge and then another midge call that a menage a midge yeah you get four or five midges on there you got a morgy what do you think was the biggest thing that you know you learned just from knowing reese uh you know reese was a uh yeah, that's hard. Um, yeah. He, uh, you know, Reese was was the last guy on the water. Hmm. So you go fishing with guys and you get up there and they're all jacked up to, you know, get their waders on and get their, um, you know, rod ready and, and, and sprint for the water and yep. get on. And, and Reese was just slow. Hmm. And, and so I think what I what I learned from him was to just enjoy. uh the the scenery and the friends and and uh, enjoy everything around fly fishing that has absolutely nothing to do with catching a fish yeah yeah that's good that's good i i got a little rapid fire round here if you if you have a, a few more minutes sure um and these are just kind of some general random things that i usually ask or occasionally ask but uh, if you had to say your top two flies that you're you kind of your go-to flies what would those be Oh, bluing olive and a midge. Okay, an image. What about yep. what about a resource or two, either a book, magazine, video, something that's kind of helped you, you know, learn more about fly fishing? Anything that comes to mind <laughs> besides your videos? <laughs> oh hell, uh, wow! You know, I mean, it, it, it's all guides. Oh really? Guides. It's not. It's really. I, I. I. haven't read a lot of fly fishing books. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, I don't. So you paid. You've paid I, for a guy, or you, you're not paid, or you well, just I don't give know, a guy. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's a benefit of yep. Hank Patterson is that I get to go out with guides, and you know, honestly, um, I've found the greatest you know learning device uh, for me has been fishing with with guides oh, yeah, and, or, sure. or just experienced, you know, anglers, um, mm -hmm. you know, you learn knots and you learn, you know, you learn the river and you learn sort of their thinking. And, um, uh, so honestly, it's just going out with, with, uh, with, uh, different, you know, uh, men and women and, 
and learning from their experience. Totally. They yeah. can read the books and then That's I get right. the That's right. That make, that, no, that makes sense. Uh, what about your top, if you had to say a couple of tips, maybe that a, a guide, the best tips you heard or the best tips that you kind of help you catch fish or anything come to mind? Oh, you know, uh, you know, walk, you know, I, I always like, you know, people are always like, I can cast a hundred feet and I'm like, I can walk 50. Uh, or, you know, it's, oh my God, the river is super crowded. Not if you're willing to walk two miles. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, that's honestly, yeah. I think the, the thing that you learn the most is like it, nothing like walking, uh, to solve problems in fly mm -hmm. fishing. Yep. For sure. What, um, so we talked a little bit about kind of ridiculous feedback. Uh, I think we've anything else that, you know, we missed that might uh, surprise somebody about people that have watched your videos, feedback you've gotten. Uh, no, you know, I, I think I, I'm always surprised when people, uh, email and want to hire me to guide them. <laughs> I always think, have you no seen kidding. the videos? Have you watched the videos? Because you're, you, you realize, right, that it's going to cost a lot of money and you're going to not do well. Uh, but no, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I think the most surprising or maybe the best comments I get, I've, you know, you get the people think it's funny. People think it's a good time. Um, but I've had guys like um, one in particular that ended up coming to Idaho and fishing with me, you know, who, who emailed and said, said, you know, I'm, I'm in he was in Iraq or uh, um, he had done. I said, oh, shoot. Now, this is terrible that yeah. I'm not remembering. I yep. think it was Iraq or. But now I'm thinking it was Afghanistan. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He, you know, he was he was deployed. And, you know, he's just like your your videos, man, on down days, you know, just love to watch your videos. And it gets me through. And and uh, his his sister had told me that he had told her how much he loved watching my videos while he was deployed. And and I said, well, give him my phone number, but don't tell him who he's calling. <laughs> and uh, he called me and he was super excited and he was like, Oh my God, I love your videos. Nice. And so I invited him out to Idaho and, and we took him on a float and had a great time. And so every now and then I get a comment from somebody who's sort of having a shitty day or in a, in a situation, you know, a personal situation or they're, you know, deployed and, and it, you know, and sort of facing hard times and, and comedy uh, can yeah. be a device to sort of pull you out of a dark place. And, and so every now and then I get somebody that emails or texts me that, oh, man, I, I watched your videos. I was having a, a really bad day or a bad month or a bad year. And, and man, they really give me a break from all that. And, and uh, to me, that's shocking. <laughs> yeah. Because no, <laughs> I'm cool. like, wow. And so stuff like that, I think that's a surprising thing to have. Yeah. Cool. Cool. What, what is um, maybe briefly uh, explain uh, real recovery? Uh, so real recovery uh, is an organization uh, that takes men with cancer on three day fly fishing, uh, retreats. Um, and, uh, Reese, uh, was a participant in a real recovery retreat in Idaho. It's a national organization. I think, uh, 30 to 35 retreats, uh, all over the, uh, the country. Uh, I'm on the national board of directors and also, uh, uh one of the coordinators for the Idaho retreat. Uh, I've been doing that now for seven years. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's everything that fly fishing can be, which is you take these guys that need a break from, uh, the shit that they're dealing with, uh, in, in their battle with cancer and, uh, you get them on a river and in, and all that goes away, uh, as their single, uh, minded attention turns to catching a fish. And it's, it's a cool organization. 
Um, and it's a support group uh, situation where they come and they not only get to go fly fishing, but get an opportunity to have uh, what we call the courageous conversations, which is, you know, a group of, a group of guys sitting around in a circle talking about their experience and maybe getting to get some things off their chest or say some things that they've never been able to, to say and uh, sort of a healing process. And, and, and it's a organization I'm super proud to, to be a part of. Hmm. Yeah. sounds awesome. What is the, um, I just caught something on, well, I guess this was on one of your past videos too, but the, uh, camp Haga Daga, is that? <laughs> camp Haga Daga. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How do you say it? How do you say it? Haga Daga. Okay. And so it, Hank Patterson's camp, Hagadagada, and it's spelled exactly like it sounds. Uh, H A W G um, is a summer camp series. So it's a seven part, I believe, six or seven part uh, summer camp series uh, on Amazon Prime. Oh. So you can go and watch it for free if you have Amazon Prime. I guess oh, it's not cool. free. You have to pay for Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, but um, it was just wanting to do something different. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, again, I, I don't like to make the exact same video over and over and over. It's like, well, what's something different we could do. And I was like, well, let's make a summer camp movie. Cause we found a summer camp that would let us hmm. come hang out there. And so we went for 10 days and shot this crazy summer camp, Hank taking over a summer camp, uh, series. And it, yeah. it's super fun. I think people would really enjoy it. It's not a lot of fly fishing, it kind of steps away from fly fishing a little bit, but it's, it's, it's fun. And hmm. there's a love interest and, and <laughs> it's really ridiculous. But if you yeah. have Amazon prime, Camp, cool. Hank Patterson's camp, Hagadagada. Five star review, please. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll definitely check it out. What, so how far ahead do you look, you know, you're playing, you're talking about planning and doing some different stuff. Um, you know, I always kind of ask at the end, ask the question the next six to 12 months, what do you have going? But do you look further out on, you know, like how are you going to be doing this stuff kind of forever or what's your plan? No, you know, I mean, it, everything runs its course. I'm, I'm sure that people grow tired of me and, um, uh, and they should, uh, you know, uh, my family has, <laughs> uh, no, um, it's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know that right now I've got, uh, this Alaska film, uh, that I'm going to, release it's about a 35 minute film and i think i'm going to go do some live shows with it in helena missoula boise you know you know look into some other bend oregon and so i'm going to go do some live shows showing this alaska film that i i made last year that i think is really funny part of it played in last year's f3t but there's a much oh, yeah. longer version uh so that's coming up in the spring and then i'll and then i'll just release it for people to watch and uh so I'll have that coming out. I have a couple more, uh, or uh, I have a new uh, film going in this year's uh, F3T film tour. And so that, I think, premieres in uh, Bozeman in, huh. in January, I believe, the tour starts. And so that'll, you know, be on tour all year. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know outside of that. I, I, I'd like to do, you know, two or three more episodes you know, next year and just yep. sort of keep it going as, as best I can. And, yep. um, you know, that's, yeah. 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 No, that's it. That's it. That's it. Cool. Well, I guess, um, yeah, I guess I, I got a few more. I'd love to, uh, you know, dig into more of, uh, you know, more of the Hank, uh, you know, kind of some of the, the good stuff you have going on, but I think I'll leave it there and maybe touch base with you next, next year sometime and see, you know, if you still, still, uh, you got it going and maybe have you back on. But, um, 
if people want to find you, the best place is uh, hankpatterson.com. That's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, uh, Travis, Hank, um, <laughs> great, appreciate you. Uh, you know, this, this started out as uh, kind of like, well, do I talk to Hank? Do I talk to Travis? And I think it became a uh, talk to Travis thing, which is actually, I think now that I think about it, is the way I, I kind of probably wanted to have it. Because um, if we want to hear Hank, we can go out there and watch your stuff. But here in the background of you know, the person that created this stuff is pretty interesting, especially for me being somebody who's trying to create something, um, you know, a resource and something that's enjoyable. It's uh, appreciate you being out there and, and hope to hear you for, you know, a couple more years at least here. Yeah, we'll see. Thanks, man. All right, man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. I want to just quickly remind you to uh, please take the short survey I have going at wetflyswing.com slash survey2, that's S-U-R-V-E-Y and the number two, or click on the link in the show notes at the top of the page, that'll get you there, this will take less than 30 seconds, just uh, a few questions there and it'll help me understand who's listening listening out there and uh, help me serve you better. Thanks again. So there you go. If you want to find all the show notes with all the links we covered, just go to wetflyswing.com slash 58. And uh, I want to just remind you on that shout out to our patrons, Chris and Randy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Head over to wetflyswing.com slash Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or a buck will give you some serious, seriously big bonuses. Thanks again for stopping by to check out the show today. I'm looking forward to catching up with you soon and hope to see you on the river or online. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com. And if you found this episode helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. 